Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. What a run by Kamara, who's all the way in. For a touchdown. Wow. Reese, quick throw. Sanders got there. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. Man, it's hard to believe that we're already nine sessions into Saints training camp. Look, it's been a lot of fun. I'll say that. Um, Saturday was absolutely the hottest day in, in Louisiana. Um, if you ask anybody else and they'll probably agree. And if they don't agree, well, they're lying. But, uh, you know, look, I, I think the biggest thing in, in that we've seen from saints training camp, I mean, there's a lot of takeaways, right? And again, if you don't understand how saints training camp goes, I mean, we're just coming off of a six day practice session last week. You know, the media gets to see so much. Uh, and then obviously you add fans on top of that. And then it becomes, You know, when they're practicing indoors, you see one field, right? But when they practice outdoors, there's two separate fields that they can practice on. So you'll see a lot of the first and second team on one side of the field. You'll see the third and fourth on the other side of the field. Specialists in one place when they are doing drills and walkthroughs and stuff. I mean, these guys are all over the place, right? And so, uh, you know, it's it's challenging to, to get a lot of everything that everybody wants to see when it comes to saints training camp. But in that, I mean, look, you know, there's plenty of things that we all focus on, right? Like uh, we focus on the 11, 11 drills. We focus on what happens in seven on seven. We focus on the big moments. Right. And so I I think a lot of us have the same opinions on what we see. And I think it's great. I mean, it's great being alongside, Guys like Mike Triplett and Nick Underhill, uh, to name just a couple that, you know, see the same things you see and you just really can kind of get together and collaborate and just really just support each other out there. And so, you know, I'm grateful for those guys. But, you know, speaking of Saints training camp, here's where we want to talk about, right? Because there are nine practices in. You think everything would be figured out. That's not the case. Um, Let's start with the quarterbacks. It's been inconsistent. And for me... There is no clear front runner in the uh, Saints quarterback battle. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. I mean, the thing is, they're both inconsistent. And, you know, when you look at it and rewind basically into Saints training camp, um, you know, Taysom Hill took the first two days, basic install packages. Then Jameis took the next two days. And then they've been doing this this flip-flop work, right? And so... Both have had ample opportunity to work with the ones and and then the second team, obviously. And so when that happens, you know, some of it you try to to say, okay, well, this quarterback may not look good against the twos. How does he look against the ones? Uh, You know, you take all that into consideration. But, you know, again, both have struggled in both situations. There's been some balls thrown that, you know, shouldn't have been thrown. There's been some bad turnovers. Um, You know, I mean... It's the Jameis Winston experience on Saturday. One play, he 
hits Devontae Freeman on a swing pass and red zone drills, and Freeman takes it in for a touchdown. The next play, he's trying to fit it in a tight window, and he underthrows the ball, and it's picked off by Adonis Alexander. I mean, that's just kind of what's happened. Or Taysom Hill comes out flat. He misses on his passes. He gets sacked. He just doesn't look comfortable back there. Uh, you know, and then he turns it on at the back half of practice. But I, I just say that, you know, if if Drew Brees were still there, how would things go? How would those reps look? How would, you know, anything look, right? And there's no Mike Thomas out there. Traquan Smith's been absent. Um, we expect him to be back soon. Obviously, he uh, is dealing with an injury. Him and Ethan Wolf were the uh, early ones that have dealt with some injuries. But, you know, Smith, good news is it looks like he's coming back very soon. And so that's going to be a good thing for him. Because, look, they need a wide receiver. Uh, I mean, Marquez Callaway's look great. But, you know, they got to have another one. In. And so is Deontay Harris. I mean, this is a very underrated Saints wide receiving group. A lot of room for opportunity. Guys like Chris Hogan stand out in practice. You know, Ty Montgomery, he's been converted to wide receiver on a permanent basis. That's really one of the reasons why they also get Devontae Freeman in this mix. But, uh, you know, I I think there's a lot of things to figure out. Um, Offensively, mostly, is where you're worried. You're not worried about the running backs, although it is a little bit concerning when you're doing some work and you see guys like Alvin Kamara getting hit somewhat, like, no, don't run it up the middle. What are you doing? You know, that type of thing, because... They're going to need Alvin Kamara, uh, obviously, all season. But, you know, especially in those first six games or seven games, however long Mike Thomas is going to be out, they need Alvin Kamara. They need him healthy. And, I mean, equally as important, Latavius Murray. Um, So I think that ground and pound style can really work and benefit the Saints in the early going. But, you know, uh, I, I think that's the first takeaway, though, is there's no clear front runner in the quarterback battle. Um, and look, we might not get one based off of practice, right? I think the preseason game against the Ravens is going to be so important. Um, that's a Saturday game. I'll be out there. And, uh, I think that's really where we're going to start paying more attention, how they manage the game situations, because I'll tell you, they throw pretty balls. They throw the long ball. They have uh, good fundamental executions. They have definitely shown, uh, more pocket presence, more progression through their reads. I mean, there's all the things that you want to say, hey, let's check the boxes. Problem is just it's been inconsistent. And so I think that's the biggest thing that's been concerning to fans. And so, uh, you know, that hopefully gets fixed. I think that's obviously the most important battle for Saints training camp. But, uh, you know, that's an area that I think that can be fixed, no problem. I mean, let's talk about some positives, though, for sure. I mean, let's start with growth. Um, you know, a few players have absolutely stood out during training camp. I think the first player you got to notice is, is Cesar Ruiz, the guard. Um, man, he looks comfortable. He looks good. And and talking to him, uh, you know, I think the coolest things about his offseason is, A, he lost 15 pounds this offseason and he actually replaced it with muscle. And then he was also working with Lane Johnson, you know, and a few other guards uh, that came to kind of like a a session, kind of one-on-one work with him. So that's one of the best players to learn from. So good on him for that. But, man, he looks comfortable. He looks poised. And I think when you get a guy like Ruiz being at that comfort level and established role, it's only going to mean good things. And, 
look, you don't know how long Mike Thomas is absolutely going to be out, but you know, you got to lean on that ground game that could really do a lot of good things for you in his absence. So they get that right side of the line cooking with Ramchek and Ruiz, and especially in the screen game and something that they're working on getting even better at this year. Uh, look out. That could be really good and promising. I expect big things from Cesar Ruiz this year. Uh, of course, another one would be Adam Troutman. Uh, you know, look, he looks the part, definitely. And, you know, when they moved on from Josh Hill and Jared Cook, it's one of those things like, oh, man, I don't know what's going to happen here. But, you know, Sean Payton kind of even alluded to it in one of his conferences that, you know, might have held him back a little bit last year. And, uh, you know, the thing is with Troutman is is obviously he looks the part. I think if you're in fantasy, most people have been talking about a sleeper. But, man, this guy's going to be money. And he just runs good routes, crisp routes. He's a great blocker. They find him on the field. It doesn't matter whether it's been Taysom or Jameis. Uh, they're able to get him the ball. And for some reason, he's just been able to find those those soft spots in the coverage and, and whatever it's playing zone or anything. I mean, he's just able to get open. And a guy like that, that big, I mean, you don't lose somebody like that in coverage. So I think he could be even more valuable in the red zone, uh, especially with Thomas out. But, man, I think – what we've seen from him so far is really good to see. And uh, he's definitely going to make some, some noise this season based off of what we see. And, and then look, I, I'd say uh, when you swap to defense, let's talk about Zach Bond. Uh, this is a guy who probably is not going to play a lot this season just because of what's happened. You know, you have Demario Davis and then Pete Warner was drafted and, you know, Warner's a guy that say, Hey, he's definitely going to be your weak side linebacker. Then they go out and get Quan Alexander. And, uh, you know, maybe Quan doesn't make it the whole entire season. I mean, I hope so. That's the hope, right? But, you know, Pete Warner's looking really good out there, but Zach Bond has too. I mean, you could see him kind of embrace this role and, um, he's gotten better in his coverage. He's got a couple of interceptions at practice. I mean, he looks comfortable. He looks like a linebacker that, that knows what he's doing. And, uh, obviously you talk to them, they'll say it's Michael Hodges. That's really coaching him up. And Demario Davis is constantly showing things, but you know, I've been really proud to see bond do things. And maybe he's not a guy that's going to play snaps for you. Uh, Warner may not see a lot of snaps too, unless Quan gets hurt, but, um, Man, he could be a guy who plays a lot of special teams, and I know that's not ideal for where he was drafted, but uh, they got a lot more depth there at linebacker than you know we probably want to uh, admit, and I feel pretty good about where they're at right now uh, on, on the linebacking squad. And then I'd say offensively, going back to them, uh, Marquez Callaway looks the part. I mean, you know, you take some of it for the grain of salt because – um, you know, some early on, he's not working its premier cornerbacks at first, but, you know, Traquan Smith goes down and he should be back soon. As we talked about, he's definitely looking the part and embracing that kind of a top wide receiver role. Not that he's going to beat out Traquan Smith necessarily, but, you know, you could see some comfort level there uh, with both quarterbacks. He's won some one-on-ones with, uh, against Marshawn Lattimore. He's definitely worked well against Robinson and Crawley and caught a touchdown on Saturday. I mean, you know, overall in practices, I mean, this, the Saints defense has been kind of the star 
going into training camp and through nine practices, uh, especially with the inconsistent quarterback play. But no matter how practices went, Marquez Callaway is definitely somebody who shined a lot more uh, on definitely day in and day out. I'd also talk about the rookie class. A um, lot of good stuff there. I mean, I, I would say, obviously, your big emphasis is going to be on Peyton Turner because here's their first-round pick. But, look, the guy came in. He was, at first in practice, he looked like he might have been trying to adjust and adjust his heat down here. And I don't say he's out of shape, but, you know, just looked like somebody might have been trying to pick things up and, and such. But when the pads came on, man, this guy turned into a different animal. And... You know, Sean Payton kind of alluded that, hey, this guy's got to get run better in run support, run defense. And man, he not only is a pass rusher, but he's there, run stops, tackle for losses. I mean, this guy's picked it up. So I know a lot of people didn't really like to pick, um, but man, he has been absolutely impressive and just beating the brakes off a lot of players, uh, you know, no matter who he's gone up against. So really encouraging from him. Uh, and that's definitely what you want to see. So I'm really. When, when the game goes against the Ravens, that is one of the players you absolutely are going to have to pay attention to. And then we kind of mentioned Pete Warner, but, you know, look, I would tell you that, I mean, the guy's not out of position. I think he's done exceptional in coverage. I think he's a guy that you can use in nickel. And, you know, we don't know if Quan's going to be ready for game one. Um, you know, obviously, Saints are taking their time and kind of slowly going to ease in Alexander. I mean, he's not wearing pads. It's not like he's taking part uh, in anything else besides walkthroughs. And so I, I think Warner has a, a chance to carve out a role um, and he's going to be an important piece of depth if, you know, they do make sure that Quan is going to start here. But man, he's looking the part. I, I really see a lot of traits and see reasons why the Saints looked his way. Um, and, you know, maybe he doesn't see but 20, 30 snaps this season because of what's happening with Alexander. I mean, again, like I said earlier, you hope he goes the whole season, but that's obviously the concern and that depth behind him has got to be spot on. And Warner's a guy that, man, you know, maybe next year, next couple of years, he's definitely going to be somebody that could start for your team for sure. But, you know, I've been really good, good notes. Everything that I've charted just about on uh, Warner has been good. Um, you know, he has his rookie moments, just like everybody's had their rookie moments, but he's definitely more more better than uh, the worst out there for sure. Um, and then as far as going forward, you know, Paul Sandidibo is another guy. I, I think the biggest thing with this rookie class is that a lot of players have just come on. You know, at first and starting, it's like, nah, they don't do too much. But Paul Sandidibo, man, he's getting work with the first team at corner. Um, he feels a lot more comfortable out there. He looks a lot more comfortable and, you know, he's still learning a lot on the technique side. I mean, we got to remember this is a guy who didn't play, uh, last year, obviously because of COVID and stuff and, and opting out and such, but look, he's come in here at training camp. He's been a sponge, um, you know, and every single cornerback that you've talked to have talked about how intelligent he is how electrifying he can be and so you know maybe they don't have the number two corner spot on the roster I still believe that that's not really an area they have but look we saw Xavier Howard lock up on a massive deal with the the, the Dolphins I mean that kind of essentially just throws that off the table so they're gonna have to they're either gonna have to go with what they have which is kind of how they're operating now 
Um, but now you're going to have to look and see, man, who are they going to be able to trade? Who are they going to be able to maybe sign and bring in? I mean, they brought in guys like Prince of Mukamara. Um, but again, he's is he going to last 17 games? I think that's the problem is, you know, Patrick Robinson is a competitor too. And you got King Crawley, but, you know, are you going to rotate guys for a 17 game season and you're still having to deal with a potential Marshawn Lattimore suspension in the first, what, one or two games maybe? So, I mean, it remains to be seen, but again, Adebo's coming along, um, definitely working well in special teams too. I mean, he had a, a gunner play where he just absolutely beat the brakes off of Patrick Robinson and PJ Williams. I mean, it was just about as textbook as you can get. So real good stuff from him. Um, and then you move to Ian book, you know, uh, a lot of people didn't like the pick obviously. And I get it because, you know, it's quarterback, you know, and, uh, I think what most people think about is, is Garrett Grayson and guys like that that they've drafted just hadn't pan out and brought in. But look, I will tell you that Book is is miles ahead of where ever where anything ever where Grayson was. Um, he looks good, man. I, I I think he's making some good throws. Obviously, he's had some turnovers. I mean, it's rookie growth, but he looks confident. He looks like he's a, a guy that's came in here and benefited from, you know, all the quarterback room there. And he's back and forth with Trevor Simeon, whether he's the third team or fourth team and an option. But, you know, I think when you look at the book pick and you start seeing him in training camp, and I hope to see more of him in preseason, but a lot of good looks for him. And so, uh, again, they can definitely hit on that pick Um, early stages. Obviously, you can't formulate anything off of nine days of training camp, but you could definitely see a lot of how this this class is coming together and how you see, hey, maybe this is what the Saints saw in this particular guy, right? And then as far as Landon Young goes, um, you know, when you're at training camp, you don't see everything. I don't I haven't noticed him getting beat or whipped on anything. I have seen him, you know, do exceptionally well at his tackle spot where he's uh been able to kind of jam the defenders at the line and, and hold his own right. But um, nothing crazy from him. I mean, he has a great opportunity because, man, I'll tell you, James Hurst is getting whipped left and right just about every single day. Um, and so maybe they turn to somebody like him. I mean, uh, you know, Ethan Greenidge is another guy. I mean, that's one of the reasons you bring in a guy like Landon Young is he can push these other guys. And so I, I want to see more from him. And he's one that, you know, at training camp, we're just really just have to focus in on and, and kind of monitor as training camp goes on. But, uh, Nothing crazy from him. And then Kwan Baker, uh, last but not least, man, he's uh, he's got an opportunity. But I think for him right now, his way on the roster is going to be special teams. I mean, we look at the Saints wide receiver group and, yeah, he has the opportunity. But right now it's like, well, where is he going to fit in? Because if you were to make the roster now, you know, assuming Traquan Smith is 100%, you got him, Callaway, Deontay Harris looks amazing right now. I mean, he's probably been their most consistent wide receiver, I'd say, maybe just from a ooh and ah standpoint and just being able to do a little bit of everything. But, you know, you have, um, you know, behind him is where you start getting in the weeds. Um, little Jordan Humphrey's coming on. Chris Hogan, a veteran, looking strong. Ty Montgomery looks good, too. And so you're talking about wide receivers four, five, and six. I mean, little Jordan Humphrey brings a lot to the table as far as blocking goes, but as far as Baker, I mean, more is going to be needed for for him, but his his role is going to have to be on special teams right now. But uh, rookie class overall, I think you can see a lot of good traits from so far, but verdict's still out on on how this is all going to go, but a lot of good things from their top picks, 
There are other picks. Well, we'll just have to see what happens there. One of the things I would tell you that you absolutely have to buy on this team that's not like, man, uh, this is just training camp, but it's the Saints pass rush. It's the defensive ends. That is a position of strength on this team, and they are stacked at that spot. I mean, Cam Jordan, we know, right? Marcus Davenport looked great, uh, has looked amazing. I mean, there was a day in practice. He had four sacks. They're charted. And I mean, legit sacks. You know what I mean? If it was uh, simulated, he would have got there. And, you know, some of them want to downplay and say, oh, well, it's James Hurst, right? And, I mean, this guy's a veteran in the league. But, you know, the thing about Davenport is he just looks so much more comfortable about football. Obviously, if you learn and followed him a little bit more this offseason, a lot of the things that have been said about him has is, is really gone to his head. But he looks like he's got everything in check now. And so I'm looking for a big year from him. And, and he needs it. I mean, you're, you're playing for that next contract. I mean, you know, here we are trying to figure out, this, is he going to turn it on the lights this year or not? And I think that's the biggest thing, but I'd, I'd be more of a betting man. To know Passignol's look great. Him and Carl Granderson have been kind of the second pairing. Granderson, man, he looks like an absolute animal. Um, I mean, he has just been flashing. Those D-line vids and the, all that work he's done this offseason has definitely paid off. And so, I mean, it's it's really scary to think, you know, hey, you're at the beginning of the season, you're like – Mm, well, you know, how are they going to compensate for Trey Hendrickson lose, or leaving? Uh, but I could see how it could happen. And then obviously, Turner, we kind of talked about him. But, man, the guy is just a bully. And he is just absolutely getting after it. And beyond that, I mean, you're, getting, you're talking about five pass rushers. But, you know, I would give some love to Noah Spence. He makes plays every day. It seems like he's getting some sacks. And, you know, I think the Saints are going to have some interesting decisions there when it comes down to it, that, hey, maybe they have to look at, at maybe keeping a six defensive lineman or defensive end, excuse me, um, and maybe he's that guy. I mean, a lot of football left, but we're also coming up on a short time. I mean, they're going to have to cut to from 90 to 85, you know, not far after the preseason game, um, and then you have to go down to 80 and then down to 53. But Spence might be a tough cut, but, you know, if they can keep him on the practice squad and if another team doesn't soup him up, Snoop, uh, snoop him up or snipe him up. Hmm, that sounds real professional. But uh, you know, they'll he'll have a, an interesting role on this team if he can stick around and keep doing his thing. And I'd say last but not least, you know, let's talk about some players who really have come on, you know, in their own really to potentially threaten to make this roster. I think the first player that you got to talk about is Jalen Dalton. Um, and he has a great opportunity. I mean, David Onimata is going to be out for the first six games. And, you know, you got to have somebody. I mean, Malcolm Roach and Shy Tuttle were always going to be the guys that were in the rotation. And that four spot was always up for grabs. So Dalton, obviously, some fans know him from last season. He did it extremely well and was very impressive uh, in training camp before having that season-ending triceps injury. But, man, he looks the part. He's, it, whether he's rotating at Onimata's spot or where Tuttle would be, I mean, he's been able to get after the, the passer. He's been able to do run support. I mean, the guy is really tall, too. But I tell you right now, he's probably a lot to make this roster, uh, hands down. So really good things from him. You'll probably see more. I can't wait to see more in preseason from him. Um, and sticking with the defensive line, I'd go with Christian Ringo. Another guy who's got a great opportunity here. And, uh, you know, look, I, I think he's, again, the, a guy that flashes day in and day out. Um, 
good inside moves. He has some some strong pass rush repertoires to his 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 play, and you know he's able to surprise provide some run support and and getting some stuffs in practice. So he's going to be one that you keep an eye on and. Definitely has a great opportunity with Ryan Glasgow retiring. I mean, and that's unfortunate that they lose a player like that, but good on him because, you know, he retired to go pursue his master's degree. And, you know, we know football is not forever. And, uh, you know, props to him for making a, a tough decision and obviously not stringing anything along or anything like that. And that's definitely not his character, but great move for him. And you definitely wish him well. But, uh, you know, it opens up a spot. Ringo's a guy that's a favorite now. And uh, don't say lock yet, but, you know, it might be coming sooner rather than later, Sean Payton would like to say. And then last but not least, I'd say Andrew Dowell is is who you got to keep an eye on. I mean, this guy, he flashes every single practice. I don't know what it is, but something about him that he makes a big play, he blows something up, or he has a big tackle or tackle for loss or some type of almost interception. I mean, the guy is just all around the football field and, you know, maybe he doesn't make the roster, right? Because the guys in front of him, you got DeMario, you got Quan, uh, then you got Werner and Bond and then probably Caden Ellis. Cause they, he's their Sam guy. But, um, it kind of leaves a man to roll with a sixth linebacker for someone like Dow who can, has to make his way on special teams. But, you know, hopefully he can turn it on in the preseason and make the decision a little bit interesting, if you will. But I guess we'll just see how it happens. But I, I got to say that, you know, I've been really excited about how training camp has progressed so far through these nine days. Uh, this week, we've got four days, Monday to Thursday. Um, you know, all the, the camp sessions right now, you won't be able to see the fans won't be able to see until August 20th. And I think it's 20th and 21st. And then that's it for all the open practices of fans, but you know, media will be able to see them uh, Monday, to Thursday, give our reports, obviously check us out on saints media, saints.media, excuse me. And uh, at saints news network and uh, at John J Hendricks for me, but look, we got Baltimore on Saturday and I'm super pumped. They won't be practicing on Friday. They'll be traveling. We'll be there Saturday, Sunday. They got some walkthroughs late in the evening. We'll see if that sticks, but a lot of fun things to look forward to. And, I'm again, I'm just happy football's back. So, uh, appreciate all the support. Yeah, and thank you guys. As always, keep uh, tuning in to us, and we'll keep bringing these on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks, guys. Be good people. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.